Aloha friends. Thanks for joining me, Mel, in the Chatting with Mel episode 13 today. I'm really excited about things to share with you today. We're going to be talking about everything from hashtags and social media and how that applies to knitting and new knitting friends to some great ideas for summer knitting. How and what to pack if you're going to be knitting at the beach and perhaps some inspirational ideas to make your summer knitting even more enjoyable. So wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I'm thankful that you've chosen to spend these next few moments with me. So let's sit together and chat. Well, aloha friends. In a previous episode, I spoke about a baby knit and the extras I included when giving. I am so delighted at the response from you all that um, I look forward to continuing with some additional helpful tips and tricks in the future. So big mahalos to all of you who uh, commented and shared and emailed. Today, I first want to share with you a bit on knitting and you and social media specifically hashtags. Before you hashtag tune out, <laughs> let me just ask for five quick minutes. I'll speak fast, and if you are still bored at the end of five minutes, then luckily we'll be moving into the next segment and you won't have to listen anymore. If your interest, however, is piqued, then you'll be primed for the next time that I share a bit. So in a nutshell, Hashtags or that pound or number sign in front of a word or a phrase, a phrase is simultaneously a filter, a teleport, a catalog system, an introduction. So it's really got a lot packed into it. As a catalog system, you can use it when you tweet or post on Instagram or add something on Stellar. You can add that hashtag and a filter of your choosing. If you're on Instagram and you're knitting one of my designs, you can add the hashtag mskinits or hashtag hapa, for instance, and it will catalog your beautiful bit of knitting with others that have been knitting either one of my designs or specifically hapa. Now, sticking with the hapa shawl, um, I wanna continue on this example. So you just used the hashtag HAPA to catalog your contribution to others that are sharing and knitting HAPA along with you. You could add other keywords to describe your photo as well. For instance, you could use hashtag wool, hashtag infinite twist yarns, or hashtag shawl knitting. So it's cataloging the work and filtering it through these categories pertaining to what you are doing. So you've done your part at this point. You've posted a beautiful photo, you've added your own hashtags, but let's look quickly further at how these hashtags work for some interacting fun. As a teleport, the hashtag can be ridiculous fun. If you were to click on hashtag wool, for instance, you will see everything from beautiful helix yarn, like the one you might be using if you were doing infinite twist with that, that kit. And 
you can see a, a huge range of, for instance, either like the helix wool, um, another type of wool. You could even see woolly friends, a beautiful range of different sheep in the field. Uh, it's just amazing how clicking on that hashtag gives you a wide range of interesting things that pertain to that topic. You could click on Emski Knits, that hashtag, and see pictures of me or things that I post. Or you might even see someone in that category from another country knitting on their beach. Or sometimes people will screenshot watching a podcast, uh, a video podcast of me. So that, that hashtag serves a different purpose. Now, as an introduction, the hashtag is great for finding and then making new friends. At the start of May, I used the MMM2015 hashtag, which stands for Me Made May. And I saw how other people were knitting um, and sewing and creating things. And amongst that, I saw a beautiful photo of the washi dress. I knew the name of that pattern because I've made several for myself. And so I clicked on that photo and I left a comment to the awesome lady who sewed it. And since then, we've actually chatted back and forth and follow each other and share and inspire each other. And we're actually collaborating on some fun things in the future. So there you have it. Just some really quick ideas for uses of the hashtag. That little pound sign has loads of superpower packed in it. If you'd be interested in hearing me share more about ways to use social media with your knitting projects, please let me know. So now let's move into more of what I wanted to talk about today. Summertime, warmer weather, scarf and shawl knitting. I know, I know, I can hear some of you guys in the Northern Hemisphere saying, Mel, seriously, summertime is hot. <laughs> but take it from me, the queen of knitting on the beach for many, many years in Hawaii. Um, scarf and shawl knitting is great any time of the year. These projects are perfect for travel knitting, which some people are more inclined to do in the summertime. Uh, summer movies, beach blanket knitting, camping or sailing. They're just that I need to knit portable project. And totally with the more relaxed vibe of summer, you can play it lots of different ways with shawls and scarves. You can mindlessly knit that was tricky to say. You can mindlessly <laughs> knit as you chat or doze. You can use the time for you to teach somebody else. Um, on that note, I did want to say I have a sweet little scarf called Oahu. Sidebar, Oahu means the gathering place. It's, you know, the big gathering spot in Hawaii. Our state capital, Honolulu, is there. The majority of Hawaiians live on Oahu. And that scarf called Oahu is part of the Patterns with Class collection. It's a chance for you to gather around this free pattern with video, tutor video tutorials that are perfect for teaching somebody who's never knit, never even knit a stitch before. The pattern is free, the tutorials are free. The tutorials explain from why we're using the needle that we're using and sharing a bit about the different types of needles to how to start the slip stitch or the slip knot to cast on your first few stitches. 
So that is an awesome thing for you to take with you on the beach and let the person next to you sit and learn on the iPhone. And that way they don't have to interrupt you as you're counting your stitches for your project. For you, a summer shawl or a summer scarf to knit could be the perfect project to play around with a new stitch or even to completely relearn or um, rediscover a, a technique that you haven't uh, used in a while or a brand new technique. Allow yourself the whole summer though to learn it without pressure and just do it for the sheer pleasure of investing in yourself. Another great reason to knit shawls or scarves is the ease with which you can switch gears and you can totally lighten up. You can try knitting a simple scarf designed that um, was intended for fingering weight wool, for instance, and you can substitute something such as linen or uh, maybe a silk um, or even a blend, um, a silk and linen cotton blend. If you're quick enough, it could work out that you could be finished in time to use your scarf or shawl for part of your warmer weather wardrobe. And scarves and shawls in most cases are not terribly dependent on gauge for you to wear and it can still look great. So by substituting that bit of yarn, uh, linen, silk, a blend of instead of wool, and just casting on, you don't have to worry so much about as to the fit of it as you would with redesigning um, or introducing a different yarn for say a cardigan. And one incredibly awesome reason to knit scarves and shawls in the summer it prepares you way ahead of time for Christmas or holiday presents that you're going to give. Uh, or at least gifts that you can stash away for later in the year when it's busier and your time is limited. So a couple quick summer knitting ideas of mine. Um, tips and tricks and ideas. I love knitting outdoors all year round. But now that we're on the mainland... I especially look forward to the warmer weather so I can sit out for long periods of time. So I keep several simple projects in baskets for taking to the beach. Uh, to me, baskets don't hold the sand as some of my fabric bags do. Um, another thing that I've learned for specifically knitting at a place that might be sandy is I keep a few cloth handkerchiefs handy. Um, and Sometimes I'll use a bandana. So I tuck those in and I usually put them in a little plastic Ziploc bag. And the reason being is when my hands get sandy and damp, drying them off with the kerchief is much more effective than a damp sandy towel or say soaked board shorts. Now, a few other summer lists must do's that I have. Um, to recommend to you would be shade knitting. <laughs> if you have never stolen 10 minutes, just 10 minutes to kick off your slippers or untie your sneakers and take off your socks and put your feet in the grass and just rub your feet in the grass and lean up against a tree and knit under the shady tree, even if it's only for 10 minutes, steal those moments and do it in the summer. 
do it in the spring and the summer, do it all year round, but especially the summer. Summer is a reminder to us to just slow down and enjoy. Another thing to do, this is on my, these are my summer list of things that I want to do this particular following items. Um, the shade knitting, I think everyone should do. I've done that, but these next ones are ones that are on my list of what you gotta do. You really gotta try these ones this summer. Okay, friend. Um, shred an old cotton sheet that you can pick up at the thrift shop. And by shred, I mean to kind of cut it into thin long strips as you would if you were making your own bias tape in sewing. You can Google that, how to make continuous bias tape. And then knit a beach bag or create a rag rug. It's really fun, it's really fast, and it's super satisfying to take something and recycle it, to take it from one form, transition in it, and put it in a new way, and then recreate it into something else. Now, something that I think everybody in the world should listen to is or read is an Agatha Christie novel. And so I suggest download Miss Marple. Um, the Miss Marple audiobooks that I think are really fun are the 450 from Paddington, 450 from Paddington, or another one I love, um, and I listen to it several times a year, is at Bertram's Hotel. And you can listen to those and knit something with a vintage vibe like on tiny needles, a la Miss Marple. And you know what? It doesn't have to be a big project. I am finding, because I knit a lot of big projects and I've been spending a lot of time putting things together, uh, which I'm gonna tell you about in just a few minutes. Um, I am really satisfied, super stoked, just loving little itty bitty stolen knitting moments to make something small. So my personal project for this bullet on the list is to knit just a lace panel that I can attach to a beautiful square of um, muslin or um, really lovely cotton and make a vintage style handkerchief. And I'm gonna share more on the whys and the process of that as I finish it. Um, but there's a, a neat story behind why I wanna do that. Then other two things. Number one is knit two small projects under 150 yards and keep them. Yes, selfish summer knitting. That's a hashtag for you. And then knit two small projects under 100 yards and give them away. <laughs> so what about you? Any ideas for your warmer weather knitting? I would love to hear them. So be sure to pop over to the blog where the show notes will be and share them in the comments below. Now, if you are looking for something to knit this summer, I would consider it an honor if you wanted to wander along this summer with me in my newest collection. The collection is comprised of six pieces that were knit out of Quince and Company's Kestrel and Sparrow Linens. And these are the tools that I use to recreate my love for coquet. And the collection not only includes the three sleeveless tops, which are canyon, trail, and skyline, but also two elegant shrugs, which is tallis and drumlin, and the scarf overlook. But in addition, you get Wander Coquet, which is a lookbook of just the gorgeousness 
and strength and beauty that is this incredible place. Even though Kauai is known for its absolutely stunning beaches and incredible surf, really friendly people and unique um, agricultural vibe, traveling up to Kokei gives you a sense of remoteness and expanse. It's just incredible. And the lookbook, Wander Kokei, that is included in the collection kind of gives you small peaks and incredible vistas that are attached to this. Um, also included are the um, two yarns featured, Kestrel and Sparrow. So it kind of gives you a more in-depth look at these yarns, as well as a helpful planning guide to use if you want to substitute yarns. Um, I feel like if, if you want to substitute uh, and do it in a really um, wise way, it's good to know what it is from which you're substituting. So you, you get a chance to hear me share uh, through words and images what Kestrel and Sparrow work up like, a, a few properties regarding each of these yarns, as well as what to look for when switching things out. I'm super stoked about this collection, not just because the pieces I feel are beautiful and I've worked real hard on them, but just the extras that I've put into the collection. Now, if purchasing all of them isn't something that you're stoked about yourself, then they will be available uh, to purchase independently starting June the 15th, and they will be slowly released um, after those people who purchase the collection receive theirs and begin their knitting. So just an idea to throw out at you. If, um, if you're interested in some summer knitting, it's all lightweight linen ideas. And um, yeah, thanks for listening to me blather on a little bit about them. <laughs> As always, I hope that wrapping up this time together is not the end of the conversation, but just the beginning. Remember, you can visit the blog and find the show notes, which will have all kinds of information and um, links, as well as different things to share. So um, I encourage you to pop over to With Mel and read up on what there is. Also, something that I hope is useful is a special booklet that I've put together. And if you are on the Stellar app, um, or if you want to get on there, it's super simple, very easy. And um, I am M Ski Knits on it. There is a collection, a story called Revamp, R E V A M P, Revamp, where a classic piece, a new way. And in that, you'll see the largest version of Hoppe um, worn in a couple of different ways. And I take you step by step through my favorite way to wear it. This is the first in a series of different ways to wear shawls and just a, an extra that I hope to provide for you to give you something beautiful to look at as well as something fun to think about. Shawls uh, look lovely in a number of different ways and this is just one of the ways that I find myself wearing my shawls most often. Now I know you probably have some amazing other suggestions on ways to wear your shawls aside from just over the shoulder or wrapped wrong way round or 
wrapped the way I share in this little tutorial. So do share. Sharing is the way that you and I actually have a conversation. And conversations are so much more fun than monologues. So you can find me on the blog with Mel and add your information in the comments. People read them and I know that your input makes a difference. I encourage you to also share the blog posts. If something I've said has brightened your day, then pass the aloha on. Simply click one of those sharing buttons uh, allows my story to get out and be shared with others. If you want to talk in other places, I am found on Instagram. I'm found on Ravelry, Twitter, and Stellar as M Ski Knits. Well, that's all for today, friends. I do hope that your day is filled with beautiful things and that the sun is shining on you wherever you are.